Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? It's Bam Erickson for AfterBuzz TV for Power Season 6, Episode 4, titled, Why is Tommy Still Alive? And Black Grimace is in the building! Let's go! You're tuned in oh, to AfterBuzz hey, TV. What's happening? The there you are. Oh, what's going on? Now, let the buzz but uh, I'm Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce the panel. I would like to introduce to my left, we have Jill Monroe. Is your football team 2-0? That's my question to everyone right now. All right. And to next to Jill, we have Jimmy V. It's your man, Jimmy V. What's happening? And joining us live from New York, hey! he plays the role of Black Grimace. Please welcome to After Buzz for the first time, Avery Mason. Hey. In the building. Uh, yo, and Peep, he's wearing he. He's got a Power Six mug, official merchandise. Official merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Can't get that anywhere. Wow. A little bit, a little bit. No, what's y'all got sneakers? Oh yeah, Courtney sent. Uh, Courtney sent everybody sneakers. Oh, I saw Nike ID, right? Yeah, I saw them. Okay. They're hot. Yeah, red sneakers sprinkled with like some blood on it. Yeah. So can so so before we're done, can you ask your wife or Lil Junior if he can go grab your sneakers? Because I want to see, I want to see the, yeah, I want I want to see him. Okay, but okay, but first question that we want to ask: what's your what's your take on this whole theme song uh, issue? Great question. Uh, um, so I'm gonna have an unpopular opinion here. Uh-oh. I actually did like the new theme song with mm-hmm. Trey songs. I kind of agree with Fifty Man. You know, sometimes. You know, it's, not, it's nothing wrong with freshening things up. But this song had been around for quite a few years, and you know, you want to get a fresh new take on it. And it was a, it was a fresh new take. And unfortunately, a lot of people didn't really like the freshness of it. <laughs> okay. 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 So now let's get into tonight's. Uh, get, let's get into uh, last night's episode. So the first question that's on my notes is: Please help me understand how stupid. And every episode attempts to pull out a gun and shoot Black Grimace, but in other times they. <laughs> talk as if everything's okay i don't understand like why haven't you beat this uh this how come you haven't beat him down like what's going on i i think that uh okay so black grimace is not a fighter i don't know if you know this from watching previous seasons Mm -hmm. he's more into the money aspect of things i i personally feel he's not his first choice wouldn't be to fight Mm -hmm. um also uh tommy is the boss you understand what i'm saying Uh so when he says something People talk about other people being loyal, but Black Rumors follows, you know, the rules to the T. That so is true, yeah. So say, yo, it don't go down like that, that's, he's not going to mm-hmm. fight or argue with him. And that's that's just how he is. I, you, is I, I, I definitely agree with that. And there has been times when I have criticized Black Grimace for for being a little 
soft. Yeah. Soft, you know. <laughs> a, a, a little soft, but... A little cushiony. Yes, but one thing that we can say is that he's very loyal. He's very loyal to Tommy. He's really the last man standing. I feel like you and Victor kind of were the ones... You guys you guys were kind of like the, the duos in the beginning where it was like you two were the loyal. Victor's not there anymore, so now it's you last man standing. And it just bothers me how... How these other two little Negroes come into the picture. <laughs> no respect. And, and there's just no respect. And it's like, why? I hope you kill him. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Wow, you you like to kill a lot of people uh, on the show, man. I watch this show. That is killing thing. everybody. Yeah. I do like to kill him, but I feel like Two Bit Francis is so conniving and is so manipulative. If you don't kill him, he's going to kill Black Grimace. Mm. I, yeah, I do believe Two Bit has visions of grandeur. He. He kind of reminds me this season of how Dre was a couple seasons ago when he yeah. was working under Ghost, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Look, man, I, I can help you do this. I can help you do this. I, I, I could do it for you. I, I'm, I'm your guy." He's like way too hungry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. hunger makes people do a lot of crazy things, and I think he maybe he just wants he wants Black Grimace maybe his spot maybe. Okay, right, right. Avery, um, what's the backstory on this lung problem that you kidney. have? Kidney. He only got a kidney. Kidney yeah. or the some type of organ? So, okay, so I don't know if you guys can tell, or maybe you can't. A lot of the stuff we do on set is improv, all right? So, um... We had that question for yeah. you. <laughs> so, I want to say the first big shout-out to Matt Turner. He wrote this week's uh, episode and also to Karen Hawks who was the director they did a very good job and Matt wrote a very good episode uh, occasionally sometimes we, Courtney will allow us to add uh, things to the episode so we were in the back going over the sides for the scene and um, we were just messing around with the lines it was me uh, Mike Ferguson plays 2-Bit and Omar Scrog and Spanky and we were just messing around with the lines getting loose getting into character and I we were joking around and I, you know, he said his line where he's like, what were they out of Big Macs, whatever, Slim Grim. And, and I just said, eh, you know, hey, y'all messed up, man. You know, I got one kidney. I just, it was just something I just randomly said mm-hmm. within the character of Black Grimace. <laughs> and they laughed and they were like, yo, you should say that. You should say that. And I said, uh, you sure? I don't want to get in trouble here. You know, I'm not like <laughs> yeah. on the top of the totem pole. I don't, you know, they were like, no, nah, do it. So we did it in front of 50. He liked it. They brought the crew, the, um, the rest of the lighting, and everybody else in to see the scene. They all laughed. Like, we were doing the scene, they laughed. Like, I've never seen that happen. So, they let us keep it, and it uh, stayed in the episode. So, then, I, you know, you know I dig. So, in a couple episodes, when you guys had saw Lala's character, uh, Lakeisha, she walked in, and there was a comment made about her ass. Was that in the script, or was that improv? No, that was that was scripted. I mean, Lala's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, but I, I you know, Respect. you don't. I don't think you really have to like. It's not really. You don't really have to write that in a script. You can you can look at her and say, yeah, that's yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was that, that was scripted. Okay. Um, the live chat really quick wanted to know if you went took acting at John Dewey High School, Brooklyn represent. That's somebody who knows me. I didn't they're know shout- Okay, they're shouting you out. They're in here. Brooklyn they're in, the, in the building. Brooklyn in the building. And they said, what up? Holding it down. 
So can we get a little bit of backstory on BG's character? You know, um, Bam obviously thinks he's a little soft for the drug game. He seems to be a gentle giant. What you know? What's what's with him? Has he always been down with the streets? Do we know? Does he have desires to be a big guy on campus? Well, not campus, big guy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the show has ever really gone digging into Black Grimace's story. What we do know is that Black Grimace likes money and he likes dressing nice. Um, he is, I, in my opinion, I know the rise might have some different, Black Grimace is, he looks serious and he looks tough, but I just think he he's not, he's, he he's, doesn't take the job as seriously as he should. You know, he's afraid of Tommy, but I, I think he's just enjoying the ride. Like, oh great, I get I get all this money, I get to wear these nice clothes and I get to, you know, I get I get to carry a gun. This is cool. I don't think he likes the lifestyle. I yeah, I don't think he's really a killer. You know, he's like, ain't a killer. Don't push me. You know, if Tommy said to kill somebody, he probably would do it because he's a goon. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but I don't I don't think personally that Black Grimace is he's he wasn't built for the business. He just happened to hey, you know what? They're hiring. Okay, I'll, I'll take the job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, what is it that you can tell me without being fired? <laughs> or potentially being in the sequel um, about what's going on with Tommy and his crew, his his organization. What can you tell us? Uh, I think there are some growing pains going on in, in Tommy's uh, organization right now from what you can see. Um, last season, you know, we lost a couple of key characters and everybody just kind of came together. So in my opinion, there's growing pains going on right now. A lot of... Um, a lot of character uh, not meshing, you know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of personality conflicts. Um, and that's what you're seeing is happening. A lot of people have different ways of doing things. And, you know, I think that's, you know, maybe that's going to play out as the season goes on. Uh, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, do we have any... that, was that good? You guys like, that, hey, that, I wanted more. And I'm like, that, that <laughs> was, no, that, that was good. Do we have, uh, do we have any questions from the fans in the, in the chat room before we move on? Um... <clears throat> no, they just keep saying big up okay. to Brooklyn and asking about you and two now, bits Brooklyn, little. Brooklyn is definitely in the house. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn yeah. is Brooklyn, in the right. building. They're <laughs> representing, and they just want to know more about what what's going on with you and two bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's it's, yeah. it's it's weird, man. Like this, this just beef, man. Two bit is is got a short temper, um, and Black Grimace is going to light that fuse every time. It seems like he can't do anything right, uh, or he used to stay on his good side. I mean, y'all saw the last episode. He's gonna, they're talking about the heist, and he's, you know, he made one comment, and, you know, Grimm actually stood up for himself, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna take that from you. You don't know me. Like, yo, chill. What do you think? And he's like, you saw the look he gave him. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, I'm gonna do this. And Grimm was like, word, you, you about that life? And <laughs> they had to break it up, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So I want to ask a couple questions now about you, Avery uh, Mason, the actor. So your sure. first TV credit um, was for The Good Wife. That's right. Yeah, it was. When and, I had a hairline. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Courtney <laughs> Kemp. God. God is my barber. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Kemp was some type of showrunner. Or she has, She was involved in that show in, in some way. So did... You uh, working with Courtney on The Good Wife, did that lead to your role for Black Grimace on Power? That's a great question. And no, I didn't. When I did The Good Wife, that was just a um, a day player thing. I, di- I didn't actually get to meet her. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't meet Courtney until season two. 
A um, little bit of backstory how I got the part of the show. I was doing a background on the show, and I got a featured role. Um, let's see. Well, I already said season two, but Bam, do you do you remember? Can you remember what episode it was? Um, I feel like I feel like I remember you in the pilot episode with you and Victor when you guys. Um, no, that's not it. I'm okay. Anybody else? Um, uh, I don't know. It was season two. Um, Ghost had come to the laundromat to get money from Julio. Okay. Uh, to give to Lobos, and the guy that opened the door was me well that's, that's, it was me but yeah. it wasn't black rose at the time okay. right oh, yes absolutely okay. yeah yeah so if you go back out. to like oh. season two i think i'm not sure the episode but i definitely remember that was like my first like uh appearance got it so but then so were you doing background the, the were you doing background in season one and then you got that part for season two or season two was it no, season two was my first uh, part on the show, and they liked me, so they brought me back for a couple more. If you go back to season two, watch a couple things, you'll see me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Courtney in one of those episodes. It was just very random. I really did not know the folks on the show. I was just happy to be there. I was talking to people, and I bumped into this lady. Very nice. She tells me you have a very nice look. You're very professional. I like you. what you're doing. I said, like, thank you very much. And then like five minutes later, someone's like, yo, what did she say to you? What did you do? And I thought I was in trouble. And I was like, she just said I was doing a good job and she liked my look. And they were like, okay, cool. You know who that is? And I'm like, no. She's like, that's the showrunner. Who? Courtney Kemp. Oh. oh. And uh, <laughs> it was scary because I was like, <laughs> I thought I did something wrong. But then it, I found out I did great. And they asked me to come in and audition uh, for a part they thought, my, they thought might be really good for me. And uh, I auditioned and the, the rest is history. Wow, man. Wow. Hey, that is a dope story. Right. And congrats to you for, for, um, for sticking in there because, you know, with you being a day player, getting co-star, getting a co-star credit on, on, on The Good Wife prior to that, but then still being humble enough to, when you're in New York, to, to do the background, background work, yeah. where the background pay and the co-star pay are completely two different, you know, pay scales. But the fact that you allowed yourself to be humbled, you were blessed with, with a bigger opportunity. So, wow, congratulations on, on that. Yeah, th- things were slow after The Good Wife. I really didn't get the kind of work I thought I would. So I'm just like, you know what? I want to stay in the scene. I want to stay in-, in the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to stay on set and keep learning and keep growing. Uh-huh. And I was I was fine with it. I'm like, I- nobody else paying my bills but me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay, I so, do what I got to do. So a couple questions and then I'm going to uh, let you go. So you went to University of, of Albany to become a journalist. What type of journalist did you want to come before you dropped out to uh, begin the acting? Oh no, sir! I didn't no. drop out. I oh, didn't drop finished. out. Okay, uh, my bad. Uh, shout out to that education, <laughs> yeah, that journalism go. degree. Oh yeah, well, I got it. actually. I didn't finish my journalism degree. I oh. thought you would have to be get a journalism degree to go into radio because what I wanted to do was radio, okay. and I was like, well, I got to go get this journalism degree so I can do radio. I didn't know that, so <laughs> I stopped doing the journalism and I found the college station. I kept doing radio at the college station. I changed my major to African studies and English. And that's what I graduated with, a BA in African Studies and English. Got it. Um, two more questions. Is your son old enough to watch you on Power? Uh, yeah, he is, but I don't want to let him see the show with me yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he does recognize Daddy on screen because I do some other things. I let him see it, but I don't know if I want to let him watch the show. It's a little too violent, you mm-hmm. know? And he might be like, Daddy, what's happening? He's like, Daddy, what's yeah. happening? Why? Yeah. What, what's going on, Daddy? And I was like... No, no, no! Change the channel. You can't watch it just yet. You're not ready. Okay. Fin- we can finish potty training. <laughs> Got it. Final question is: um, You're also a stand-up comedian. 
Yes, sir, I up? am. Yes, sir, I am. Been doing it since 2013. Uh, side note, before uh, I know where you're going, um, quick question, uh, uh, quick, uh, quick update here. September 25th, I'm going to be at Caroline's on Broadway at 7.30 p.m. For everybody watching right now in New York, you want to come see me, come check me out. Yeah. Caroline's on Broadway, September 25th and September 27th at the Creek in the Cave in Queens. As as far as a set goes, man, how many uh, minutes do you have? A half hour set? What you got? Why you want to you want to come out and watch me, man? You want to get your money's worth? If I'm, if <laughs> I'm on the East Coast, I just might pull up on you. Hey, hey, I mean, he I is man, from I Boston. Got, I got half. I got half of what you need. I ain't got a Dave Chappelle hour, but I got I got a you know I got a Rodney Dangerfield half. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got a Bernie okay. Mac twenty. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You laugh. Okay, so so before we let you go, all right. Final question. Mm. Does Black Grimace kill two bit or spanky? <laughs> we took that big swig of all right. <laughs> of I see. Drink you got that merchandise that power. Yeah. Well, my fingers, my thing. fingers crosses. Please kill his ass. <laughs> Ooh, which one? Either just I just take them all out. Like I just I'm not feeling this whole. I'm not feeling two bit and spanky. You know this whole double team thing. Black Grimace has been the most loyal, and I just it bothers me how this dude always wants to pull a gun on somebody. Like he he's weak, he's whack, and I hope that Black Grimace shoots his ass. Two bit has been very flashy. Yeah. with the whole get the strap. Yeah, th- we do I need to see some strap. Street strong. Mm-hmm. Street strong. He's just not uh, mm-hmm. brain strong. He's just violence is the first option because that's how he grew up. You know, mm-hmm. he's friends with Dre, man. They. Them dudes, that's violence for them, first option. But Black Grimace is about that money. They ain't right. going to mess that money up. That's one thing you can guarantee. He's the best worker. If, I, if this was McDonald's, Black Grimace would be the shift manager. That's what Employee I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So let everyone know where you could be found on social media. Yes, sir. So if you guys would like to follow me, Brooklyn is already following me. You might as well join on in. I'm at Big Kev Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. I also got a YouTube channel, which I kind of got to update. It's not much stuff on there. But follow me there, too. Why not? And check me out at Caroline's on September 25th at 7.30. Bro, you should come too. We're going to talk about that champion jersey. What team is that? Just the drip, bro. Just the drip. That's all. <laughs> just the drip. Okay, so listen, we want to thank Avery for stopping by chatting with us. Um, thank you so much. Uh, we had heard that you watch our show, and so we're we're just grateful that you know. Thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with us, and much much success to you, and congrats on everything, and for just having the will and the drive to do what you do, and look as what happened. You know, look at look at what has happened. You know, due to just being humble dude i appreciate you guys I, y'all show has grown so much I, I do remember watching um in season three i was hoping y'all would say my name at some point but it never did happen i was just tommy beat up one of his goons and but it's all good y'all guys you guys are doing a wonderful job and the fans love it i mean just look at the views and, and the comments and the interactions so you guys keep doing your thing much respect much props and next time y'all on my side on east coast come out and check me out make sure i have a good time Wonderful. Sure. Thank All you. Right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you later. Thank you so much. All right, bro. All right. Okay, so. That Shout was, out to Avery. I like him, man. Yes, that was that like was him. so cool. And, uh, you know, we saw each other at the premiere in New York. And, you know, we was we like, did. hey, you know, can we get you on? And he was like, man, I watch you all the time. So just, you know, that's that's Fire. always that's always great. Okay, so moving along with <clears throat> episode four, mm-hmm. why is Tommy still alive? So now, Ghost sees dead people so angela 
Everything went wrong. Ghost is trying to be the man she wants him to be. Angela says it wasn't Tommy. It was him. And that he's always choose Tommy over her. Ask if um, if she was a female witness. What would happen to her? Says he is not guilty enough to what happened to her. And questions, then why is Tommy still alive? So now... I predicted that Ghost would actually have hallucinations of Angela. So now that I've seen it, I don't like it. What do you think? I don't like it as well. Hate it. Hate it. I don't need the inner dialogue. Um, I saw on the Confidential Mm. after show, Courtney mentioned this is the way that we get to see Ghost grieve. Why couldn't he just grieve? <laughs> but okay, so listen. I, I mean, I understand the point of it because we're, we're seeing his guilt come out, and that mm-hmm. he does, you know, kind. Of, we never see Ghost sort of take responsibility for his actions, so we see he feels bad. He knows he puts Angie in this position, and this is really all his fault. But <laughs> how many times are you going to have to see Angie in that red dress? So, <laughs> like I said, I saw this coming, but. I'm saved and sanctified. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't. I don't personally. I don't believe in that whole talking to the dead type thing. You know, like, uh, you okay, know okay. when you save and you feel with the Holy Ghost, you don't believe in that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I mean, I. I hear people say things like, you know, they. They. You know, they've seen their their dead aunt or grandmother. I ain't never seen no shit like that before. <laughs> so right, right. it's hard for me to really grasp somebody talking to someone who's dead. I just. That's just me. One thing specifically is um, Ang- Angela's dialogue. It's got me tripping now because I feel like she's talking in c- circles. Uh, one thing that she was like, oh, you always choose Tommy over me. And then obviously Ghost m- made the attempt. And then she's like, I never told you to go and kill Tommy. And then later on in the episode, she goes, you're going to end up killing Blah blah blah. So it's just as as a viewer, I'm confused. But okay, so I do now. Let me now let me explain why I think that happens. <clears throat> because begin. Remember, she's dead, so she's playing with his emotions about things. So it's not real. So basically, what Ghost is these are all the things that Angela's saying are probably things that are running through his mind because. Like it's his subconscious. Poss- yeah, yeah, it's his inner. I mean, that's what I think. Drac. Mm-hmm. T- um, I don't know how to say that last name. Tinbris? Drac? Mm-hmm. We're just going to say Drac. Wants to know, why doesn't he see Raina? Why no visions of Raina? Because... Great this, question. I mean, I, wait, wait, I can, we, I, I, we know why. Petty Pablo's ready. Go ahead, Petty. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Raina. <laughs> really? Yeah. She was not important. Listen, this like like we've said before... There's four stars in this in this uh, in this series. Mm-hmm. There's Ghost, Tommy, Angela, and Tasha. That those are the four. And you know the whole their whole lives wrecked once Angela came into the picture and he fell in love with his old girlfriend. Yeah. Sorry, Raina. That was one of the reasons why I predicted that she had to die. She wasn't important. She just she wasn't important. So that's she the answer to your heart. question. She, Not my question. So, anything else before we move on, before Jill, you start talking about Kate? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have anything. Right. Just, I hope that we don't see this continued for the next several episodes. We got it in yeah. this one. And it's like, I'm I'm all about keeping Leela employed, so the, they gave her, you know, a part, but it's just not fitting. She it's has another job. Yeah, she Check has another her job. out on Altered Carbon when that yeah. comes out. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Let's talk about Kate and Lakeisha and their bonding moment. Girl talk. Bonding? But yes, go ahead, yeah. It was bonding. I felt like it was good for Lakeisha. She, you know, could ask some questions. Everybody wants to be nosy to find out what the other chick was about, even mm. though she kind of met Holly. And I thought it was good. You, Kate almost seemed 
dare I say, not normal, because that would be a stretch, but she seemed, you know, regular. Like, she was, wasn't was being a super evil or super, you know, prickly with her. <laughs> I felt like she was just having a real conversation. I thought it was very foreshadowing you know, especially with, oh, the, uh, especially with the line, things don't work out well. I think that I don't think she has a problem with Lakeisha. She probably, you know, ate some of her good cooking and so forth. I don't think she has a problem with Lakeisha. The problem is she is just not right for her child. She recognizes. She knows. She, I mean, she knew immediately. Yeah. And the whole thing. Sorry, little actor that played Chase. Is that? Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah uh, Chase, yeah. Uh, mm. Ch- yeah. He, that was a struggle moment. But... You know, Lakeisha going out to go beat up the boys on the block. Mm-hmm. Kate had a point. We don't know how this is going to impact Tommy and come back to your house. You do need to go out and defend your child, but I don't know oh, if... Cash. Cash. Uh, cash. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cash. I don't know if going out on the block and beating up the kids yourself, <laughs> you know... Solves the actual Is the right problem. thing. But, but also, too... That's... that's... <laughs> I don't want to say that's a hood thing, but a lot of parents, I, I you mean, know, feel that yeah, way. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, I get that. But my point is, you're a G when it's some little kids, but you're <laughs> cowering at the door when the police came. And Kate had a point. She's not, Of course she's going to put her son first, as any mother would and right. as she should. But this life doesn't call for that. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work because we already know that she's a punk. Kate can smell it. Mm-hmm. And Tommy just, you know, needs somebody to be there. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. And she had a point every Everybody Tommy loves ends up dead, except for Ghost. Yeah. Um, What did you guys think about Kate slipped and said um, when when Tommy was like, well, it can't be because she's black. And then Kate slipped up and said, you know, that she raised a black son. So I didn't really read anything. I did. Behind it. You think that she's his mom? I did because some years ago... um, I had this theory that um, I had this theory that um, that I had heard. Well, I, I had, my theory was similar, but the the theory that I got was a little more more, more defined. It was from this podcast of these two guys from New York, and I mm-hmm. and I and I gave the specific breakdown of it. I don't remember all what I said. Is I just remember that that Tommy's dad, and so the past of Tommy is his dad was a club owner. I believe that Kate was a dancer, possibly a stripper, or working at the club where Ghost Dad was, and they had an affair together. They had an affair together, and I don't remember what else I said, but I feel like that is what <clears throat> had, that's what has brought Tommy and Ghost together. But with Kate saying that she raised a black son, now makes me go back to the theories because mm-hmm. every time that I've mentioned Power it, that, that, that every time that I've mentioned it to like Courtney and to Shannon and to some other people, they either look at me. In a in a weird way, they ignore me. Like they they there's something about when, there's something, something when I when I mention that that whole theory that I had that there could be some truth to it. So the fact that she said that she raised a black son, it obviously has to be ghosts. So we know we know everybody's past. We know we know Tommy's past, but we don't know Ghost's past except that his father was a club. We don't know about the mama and so forth. Yeah. So that means something because. Kate, whenever Kate comes, she's always messy and she's always dropping some type of tea or something. So I just yeah, think yeah. that it means something. And I have to remember, uh, I have I have to remember what I said specifically about it. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it could have been just an example of, you know, you two are like brothers. Mm-hmm. He was in my home thing. Or, you know, maybe you're on to something. Okay. <clears throat> we will see. All right. 
Now we have to discuss Lindsay Cooper Sachs and Proctor. Which might have been the best storyline of the whole episode, but going right. On. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, because Proctor's a good dad and he sends the baby out of the room when stuff is popping off, mm-hmm. nothing turned up on the recording in the little <laughs> unicorn, but Lindsay being almost abusive mm-hmm. to her daughter, calling her little B and all of that. What did you guys think about that? Like well, she's still a mess, even sober. She's still yeah, a mess. She's, yeah. still, she's still a mess. And remember, um, although we've this is six seasons, but as Courtney says, that all of this has taken place within like a couple of months. So for her to get, um, there's movie references of uh, I can't think of, but you, it takes a long time to get. It takes a long time to get clean before yeah. you you know you don't relapse. So yeah. I mean. <clears throat> You can tell that Lindsay had an ulterior motive. So it only makes sense that she's not really trying to be a parent. She's just trying to she's get back. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's completely trying to get back. Um, so Proctor set her up. I thought it was genius. Cause he, wait, wait, you missed it. Yeah, a, you missed it. I was wondering the notes. He exam? set her up. He said her he slipped the letter in the mailbox. We I don't think Lindsay failed the bar. Yeah, no. Proctor no, no. faked that letter in the mailbox and there's no fiance or right, potential yeah. fiance. He was doing that to and send her over the edge so she would start like, using drugs. Exactly. I don't think that he thought she was gonna O D that night, but right. he just wanted to get her messed up so that there was no way a judge could give custody to the kid. And then like as Proctor I mean, was walking out of the crib, he like turned back and like that was that signal like I was the one in charge of this whole thing mm-hmm. and then boom yeah so yeah how did I miss Bam that? is out when of they his were seat. Waiting, yeah when they were waiting outside he and you know they were waiting for her to come up he slipped it in the mail that's why he was like what's wrong yeah. everything okay mm-hmm. and his whole attitude changed he I mean again I don't think that I can't be mad at him. Well, I can't. Wow. You're not supposed to let anybody overdose. But I can't be mad at him. I know he had to think that through because he probably just wanted her sick, but that's still your mother's child and you're doing it when your child's in the house. There were just my questions about that. Like, are you just going to grab the daughter and leave her and she's not going to see her mom slumped over on the couch? Right. And then my question becomes, because we saw the bag on the couch because the camera panned, to the bag. So, is he going to be the one to blame now for her death? Well, see, there's a couple of things with that. I feel like, here's the thing. She dies. Yes, Sax is going to be trying to get that little device back, but one... How's he going to find it? How's how's he going to get in there to get in the place? It just... it's on the daughter's thing. It just kind of, it could come back later, but it falls to the wayside almost because there wasn't anything on there to begin with. Well, He's the, thinking. And well, only, the dialogue and, that Proctor says, I'm not going to allow you to take my daughter. No, I feel no, like no, that's yeah. something that could, could be come used. Up. Yeah. I don't feel like that's enough. I don't feel like it's enough because at some point he does have to call 911 because she's Very dead. True. So when he calls... He's a lawyer. He could, you know, come up with something. So I don't really... I feel like that is dead in the water. Yeah, but I do too. why would they pan <laughs> over to the bag, though? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, because yeah. it, they're going to think about it. And, of course, um, they're going to want to, um, you know, maybe... Sax is looking for it and he, you know, makes threats of what he may think. Because we've seen Cooper's been way off in what he's kind of pulling together these past couple of episodes. He's focusing in one area and mm-hmm. things are really going on to the left. And because he's not looking at the picture with a clear head, mm-hmm. he misses things. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, it, it's going to come up because they looked at it for a reason, but how relevant it will be, so they could that, try and use it against So them. that makes sense. I thought I thought the way the letter was worded, it says notice of notice of um notice of uh fail. fail, failure uh of the bar. Mm-hmm. I just I felt like that's kind of odd to to normally I feel like the the wording of it would be would be different but damn I didn't wow well that's why especially too when Proctor came back in the second scene she was rambling off things off the test yeah. as if she was like studying mm-hmm. again which he knew you know so then that means so that means Proctor probably went and grabbed the letter and damn okay that was good yeah all right that was good um Moving on. So Proctor, Dre, and Ghost. So, um, so Ghost is ready to Ghost is ready to kill Dre. Uh, you have the new Eastern District um, has a new attorney, and he's putting this new Rico case. This new Rico case. Uh, this new Rico case against uh, against Tommy, Tasha, Ghost, and Proctor. Dre reveals that there is still a female witness, the Suarez girl. So then Proctor tells Ghost that we can use Dre to control the narrative since he has to report back about Ghost's whereabouts. Ghost agrees, and Dre is to wear a wire and tell them that Ghost is innocent. So are we shocked that Dre didn't exactly follow the orders? Not of course shocked not. At Of all. course. No. So and then so, what is your thoughts on Ghost not killing Suarez and then giving her money with gloves on? But he didn't use <laughs> gloves when he Bam, was in Club you Truth. Beat me right to the point. I was so mad when they he was coming into the us all. Yeah. We got finessed, guys. Yeah. Okay. Not even that. When they, when he was coming into the apartment, I felt like it was one of those old, you know, scary movies where you yeah. see the killer walking up and he's moving all slow and he pulls the gloves out <laughs> of his pocket. I'm like. That's dumb. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Maybe you're covering for your fingerprints, but she saw you. She knows it's you. Mm-hmm. So her ID has to count for something. It just goes with the heart, I guess, and coming to give her money and do with it what you will. Okay. And, see, and see, and this is and this is where the whole. But I felt like it might have been a setup for Dre too. But that's a big risk to take. Yeah, yeah. but this is now. This is where you're gonna see. Ghosts do stupid things, you know, killing Tommy in in broad daylight. Like he's not thinking, he's not thinking rationally because he really has messed up in the head that Angela's dead and that his best friend, his brother, who he lived with in an apartment somewhere in the Bronx with with uh, him and uh, his and his uh, Tommy's mom. What I think. Right. So I, I just I, I feel like that's where they're going with this, and you see you see Ghost is now very. He's really messing up a lot. So that's that's what I take from that. I, w- I was not a fan of the first scene when it was Ghost, Proctor, and Dre. Because Ghost is so, I don't want to deal with him. As soon as they bring up the daughter, he switches up. Okay, so now I want you to wear... A- wire blah 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 well it was it was it was the daughter obviously Raina and then also because Proctor just made a lot of sense Proctor says you know I'm on the line and plus we can really we can really make this we we can really make this work so uh, Ghost saw the feds in the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. and so he knows that Dre so like he does for for two things that he does stupid He's smart when it comes to certain things. He's smart when it comes to to Tate, and he's smart when it comes to Dre. But when it comes to like Tommy and some of the other things, he doesn't think as rational. Um, 
I'm gonna say I, I I'm not sure if he is smart when it comes to Drake because there is also the scene where it's Ghost and Jason and they're talking inside of Club Truth and Dre's upstairs listening to everything mm-hmm. that they're actually saying and the topic of the <clears throat> conversation is being being Jason's uh, distro yeah. and I think I think uh, Dre picked up on that like oh. Okay, but, but but they're very true. But also in that scene, which we'll, we we we'll we just go to it now with mm-hmm. that that particular scene, Ghost made it very clear. He said it to Jason. He said it to um. He said it to uh to Jason's crew. He's like, "F I'm you, out the game. I'm out the game. Kill what you gonna do? Kill me? Like at this point, he doesn't care if he lives or die because Angela's gone. So I I for me that scene was more powerful because he was basically just saying, "I don't care who's around. F you. I'm not doing this. Point blank." Um, okay, so Tasha and Ramona Garrett, should she have gone to Ramona to spill their marriage business between she and Ghost about Ghost signing her name on the fund for Raina? Well, she was going to Tate, but mm-hmm. Ramona happened to be there, yeah. and she's controlling it. Um, you know, I, I'm unsure where Ramona stands. Mm-hmm. Is this about Tate, or is this about, hmm, I'm kind of checking for Ghost? Mm-hmm. The advice she gave Tasha wasn't wrong per se but it's a little flippant to just say well get your own money and get over it I did mm-hmm. different situation mm-hmm. she literally lost her child yeah. I mean so I just kind of feel like for Ramona <laughs> to just be in the mix and to be so dismissive of her and, and seems then strange Tasha made a great point you don't have a child so you can't understand the shoes that I'm actually in okay fair enough um now, Tasha Quentin Q. Wallace, this Man. open discussion. So, Quentin all, is the feds or something. Yeah. I've <laughs> never fine, seen though. a dude fall in <laughs> love fine. so fast. <laughs> like, he's ready to go to war for Tasha over a kissing scene. And in that's the back. why he's the feds. Like, what? Okay, before we even talk about that, no kids one day. Full of kids the next day. I understand there were some kids in the apartment, but really, literally Daycare like that. Daycare popping three days. And who's taking their kid to a daycare where the um, owner has a bottle of champagne just waiting in her desk to pull out in the back and crack open so. with a stranger? <laughs> I mean, come on. Good point, Joe. Good point. So I'll, ju- I'll just drag Tasha just for oh, a couple seconds. So, <laughs> you know, Q, he's suspect. He's very suspect as hell because the daycare was not open and then the windows were covered and he just walks in, right? He's walking in. So he just walks in. Then he comes in again the next day and then this time she has office, you know, so that that was already an issue. And then so then once, so once, okay, so this is my problem with Tasha. And I've said this before. Um, Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost all have weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Tasha's weakness as to why she's not the, the, you know, she's not, the boss lady. The, the boss boss is because she did get in her way. Ah, no. Oh, Come on, Bam. Power How of are the you going to... Let's... No, here's no, no, the but, thing. But, Let, no, no, I, no. I, I'm going to finish no, it, so no, go ahead. Because Hello Ghost alters the whole plan, screws everything up behind vagina. So, therefore, they all, but, it's okay. a flaw they all have. <laughs> Tasha's to this point, hasn't her situations haven't physically resulted in a mess up. All the problems that have come from her situations are because Ghost can't make up his mind. I don't want you, but nobody else can have you. And he gets in the mix. Okay, It doesn't skew her thought process or her thinking. To me, it does. And the reason that it does skew her process is because, first of all, 
you allow a man that you don't know to come into your place of business mm -hmm. and it's a daycare, right? So that's that's number one. And then number two, on the second day, when he comes back after you do the exchange of the numbers, then you have a bottle of wine. You don't, I'm, I just have to be blunt. You don't know this nigga. Right. Yeah. Like, you don't know him. And, and yes, Tasha is a boss and so forth, but the reality is he's a guy it's fucking creepy that he comes into her place of business that is not open. We haven't seen his daughter yet. We haven't have we? seen. Right. We <laughs> haven't. We, see her? we have. We have not seen the daughter. And the reality is, the reality is this: if Tasha doesn't shoot him up, you know, point blank, you don't know what this dude can do. That shit is not safe. It's just dangerous, and he's creepy, and it's just not cool to be having some grown ass to have some, you know, what, just coming into your place of business. It's just, it's stupid. It's, I I agree. I mean, you make a good point. Again, man. bring this back to the writers are trying to speed things along and get mm -hmm. us to a place quickly. Obviously, he's going to play more into the situation because he's too pressed and you know looking in ghost face. I ain't scared. How you not scared? You don't even know who right. this man is. You're, and you're then working no, a construction job, yo. And, th and then, like, what? and then on top of this, so you ready? So this dude is ready to to wife up Tasha. You ain't met the kids. Haven't gone on a date. Haven't gone on a real date. And I didn't appreciate them making Tasha sound thirsty. A real date? Your man is a multimillionaire. <laughs> he owned a club. You are acting like you haven't been taken out on a date before? Come on, man. Stop it. Anyway, continue. So, um, and that's another thing about this Q guy. It's like, you are ready, but... But there are some sucker ass dudes who do shit like that where they ready to they ready to, to wife up some new girl that they like oh, yeah. without even knowing the situation. So that is that's very that's very real. He might Those be a homosexual thirsty guys. Yeah. Hobosexual. Maybe he needs a place to stay. He just got a daughter, you know. <laughs> to take care of. I was I was because I first I was what the hell is hobosexual? Oh, got it. Okay. Uh so <laughs> I'm I'm done dragging. So um <laughs> any thoughts about the argument um while they were at the um what with I just think once again, it's uh, that argument there, and and they also had a stare down that's gonna definitely escalate into Q getting bodies. So he's yeah. not gonna survive. Yeah. Yeah. And Ghost was wrong. If you're talking about Ghost and Tasha's argument before about this, the, the thing, uh, about, oh yeah. yeah, we skipped over the huge part of the um, uh, Raina's um, money. But, okay, but let's. Um, so this is the thing, right? So yes, Ghost was wrong for forging Tasha's signature, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> For Tasha's argument, her comeback is Raina would have wanted this bitch, please. Bitch, please, yeah. So it's like, so listen, like Tasha was Tasha was winning the argument until she came up with that bullshit ass uh, <clears throat> uh, logic. The reality is, they both like to lie to each other and try to, you know, get one on over each other. Yeah. Ghost had won that particular situation. And when Tasha came back with the whole Raina would have wanted it, you lost that argument. You had him until then. I agree. And then Ghost also too. He he said I made all the money, so I can tell you exactly and what. And she yeah, cleaned yeah, yeah, the yeah. money yeah. and yeah. made sure everything yeah, yeah. was, was okay. A team it was sport. a petty ass argument. They both were. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously. I get his point. I'm dissolving the trust. I need that. I would have been more pissed that Ramona tried to tell me what my husband did with the money and why it was important. Yeah, that was yeah. a problem. I believe it was for the charity. Do you? Is that your business, though? Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know. All right. So, Jason, Ghost, and Tommy. Um, 
we already kind of talked a little bit about how because he's seeing dead bodies, Ghost tries to just shoot Tommy in broad daylight. In broad daylight. <laughs> oh, and he crashed the car and he did not get affected, not one bit? No. Let's talk about the fact that for the first five seasons of Power, Ghost was a dead shot. Never yes, missed yes. a shot. Never missed. Never missed a shot. All of a sudden, yeah. now you're right at the ambulance window, and it's bing, 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 and you hit nothing. Can't hit Not anything. even a graze. Good point, Jim. Um, is that his guilt too? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not his guilt, but I also think that I also think that with with Tommy and Ghost. They want to kill each other, but they don't want to kill each other. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're they're sh- they're shooting each other. It's like it's like when two brothers fight, how they really fight, but they don't really try to like rather than rather than sock him in the eye. You may do like you may do the jaw or you may do the the chest, but when you hit the chest, you kind of hit the shoulder because you don't really want to try and take him out. Yeah. I feel like that's what Ghost. So you're saying he's having a this hurts me more than it'll hurt you moment? Sorta of, kinda. It's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's kinda of stupid. Um but I, I think like they're purposely they, They're going I, back I mean, and I forth. I, they're going back and forth. I you know? agree. Yeah. That yeah. was my popcorn. Um so um Okay, so now Tommy, Tariq, and Vincent. Hit yes. it, Jimmy. So uh, Tariq discovers Tommy's shipping location from his Uber, where where that where the address exactly was, and he breaks in and steals the product. Real quick, one thing I was confused. Vincent texts Tariq saying shipment in, or he says something about pickup. So correct me if I'm wrong. So Tariq was supplying Vincent, right? Because that's what the text. Yeah, remember. As of, because remember, this is what happened. Kanan went to Vincent. Mm-hmm. He had some stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. Kanan's now gone. Tariq went back to Vincent after that. As Kanan. As you Kanan's. Can say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Towards the deal. So, so uh, Vincent finds out Tariq is the son of ghosts, which was I thought was brilliant at this point. And then I r- really enjoyed when uh, Vincent put hands on Tariq because... This is his first experience of the actual drug life. You know what I mean? And it gets real. But somebody then, needed to put hands on Tariq. But then the reality is, um, Ghost or Tommy is going to have to bail Tariq out. But then the thing is, this is Petty Pablo. How does everyone have so much... How do how do they have such easy access to get to that boy's school and his dormitory room? Like, my parents... <laughs> like, when I was in college, my parents never had that much access to and just... And this is high school. That's right. Like, yeah. so, so they just rolling but, up in there. But uh, Tommy goes and confronts Tariq about that, and now he says that he's oh an- another I'm a quit. another petty thing. So did you notice who did who did Tariq remind you of with the V neck sweaters oh, and the gold chain? I said Mitch Alpha? from oh Mitch. from Payton Full. Okay, but like, who'd I you say? Alpha. Um, Alpha and Mitch, right? no, my, no, 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 mine no. is uh, no. mine is Wesley Snipes in New Jack City. Nino Brown. Nino Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Yeah, because because right. at, at one point he had the he had the black one on, and you know the famous scene sit your father out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, okay. So, but but going back to that, with Tommy confronting Tariq, does he now? Does Tommy now feel a certain way? Will he protect him like the way that he wanted to before when it came to with him falling out with his dad? I th- I think he's going to protect him until he finds out that he's lying to him. And then I think things will definitely switch up at that point. 
at this point, I mean, it seems like Vincent will find uh, – it feels like – it seems being that Vince is trying to uh, – he wants to play both sides, mm-hmm. it seems obvious that Vince will probably, you know, tell Tommy or – I just – I feel like – I feel like Vince is dead. Well, here's the thing. Ty- he's going to get discovered anyway because where is he going to get the product? Especially now he has to get double the product. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit the warehouse again? I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? It, it, it's all going to come to a head at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. Tommy, I wonder if Tommy... Tommy doesn't even realize... This is how inept I feel like his <laughs> operation is. Mm-hmm. Tommy doesn't know that the stuff that you're getting back, he stole out of the warehouse. He thinks this is just stuff that he's had left over from Canaan. He doesn't even recognize that your warehouse has been hit. It's been compromised. No, I thought he did that, which is why he went to... Uh, no, okay. he asked him where he got it from, and he yeah. said Canaan. I don't think that he because it's plausible that yeah. he could have had a stash with Canaan. So I from don't Kanan, think he yeah. realizes that he's lying. It's just it's sloppy business. But we're going to talk about that some more, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, lastly, uh, we did see uh, Tariq and Effie getting a little more close, and uh, as we know, that is Tasha Junior. So that, that kiss I, was awkward. I think that's just all a setup once again for. Uh, the sequel so um is there anything else because we talked about a lot but i just want to make sure is there anything in the chat room they're saying that we didn't discuss well i can tell you one thing we didn't discuss really quickly Uh we did not discuss councilman tate getting his officers to go spy on ghost Mm -hmm. with the little spy watching him and swooping him up and chilling in ghost office at truth like yeah ghost i'm gonna need you to straighten up i I, I like that scene. I do too. That was a scene. That was a battle of power. Like like a Cor- Courtney always says, you know, it's a, everybody's always struggling. Mm-hmm. So we saw Tate, and he thought he had the upper hand. And then we saw Ghost let him know, actually, I was in charge of everything. Now you put everybody else in danger, and he and he took the power right back. I think that it's gonna. I feel yeah. like it's gonna bounce back and forth. I, I think so too. At some point, because you had the other guy um, sitting outside watching him. So, but my only thing with this is, you remember I was saying how how Ghost is sloppy with some things, but he's spot on. I feel like he has Tate in the palm of his hands. Mm-hmm. So, like just as we thought Tate was going to have control of that situation, Ghost completely got him so i i don't i don't feel like there's anything else that i don't feel like there's anything else that Tate can do in order to outdo i, I mean I think, here's the thing the only thing that i think that it's not so much outdo him but he has he's gaining knowledge and information that ghost isn't quite aware that he has mm-hmm. so it kind of puts the situation in different hands yeah you know i just Again, we don't know. I think Ghost is going to work his way into being a politician at some point. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. L- Lorenz was actually on the Breakfast Club this morning, and during the interview, he did mention that <laughs> Councilman Tate is the city council version of Ghost in the street world. So, like, they are of the same caliber. Two sides caliber, of the same coin. Yeah. Just d- different sides here. Okay, so now, uh, before we wrap, our oh, yeah. this week's top after buzz power moment. Roll it. 
I love watching your passion. You, you're very, you know, the seasons. You know exactly the episodes. I mean, you're so passionate about it. So I'm almost just really curious as to what your passion was when you first sold this show, or when you first created this show, rather. And um, did you understand what you have now on your hands? Did you know it was going to be what it is? No, Fifty did. Fifty was like, oh, girl, this show is a hit. You know, you know how Fifty is. He's like, shorty, don't you worry about it. You know, whatever. He's very. But um, no, it was a very. It's the first show that I ever pitched. It's the first show that I ever wrote for money. It's the first pilot I ever wrote for money. It's the first show I've ever run. Um, so, to be completely honest with you, I was just like, okay, God. I mean, I have a little sign on my desk that says, okay, God. Mm. And um, it's basically, it's a shortened version of the serenity prayer or the third step prayer or any of the, the steps from, you know, 12 step things. But the idea is just, I'm not in control of anything. Mm. So I do my best and then I let all everything else turn it all over. So in this case, no, I didn't know. I knew I would do my best. Mm-hmm. I knew I would show up. I knew I would be passionate and that I would give it my all. And that's it. If nobody watched it and it was still the same show, so be it. I left it all on the field. That's the thing I always say. If I leave it all on the field I, and I still lose, there wasn't anything else I could do. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, And that's what I always tell like younger people. I'm like, you work as hard as you can every day that you yeah. can, that you have breath you know, Mm -hmm. in your body. And then whatever happens is great, you know, either way. Yeah. um, Just to piggyback on that question, uh, because we've all fallen in love with the characters, right? I mean, so many people have fallen in love. Thank you, Sister Courtney. Uh, That was just some great inspiration, motivation after looking over a few of the clips, and I was like, that was dope. Your first pitch? And you see what came about? Six Mm -hmm. years later. Six what? Yeah. Five years, Five years later. That, Man. But yeah. Wow, that was um, motivating. Very, very motivating. And other people have noticed, have come up to me, and they've said how, how they like to watch Courtney when she's here because she's so specific. If you ask her a question, she'll tell you, oh, yeah, by the way, don't you remember an episode of da-da-da-da-da? Like, she... She, she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you guys have any predictions before we wrap? Um, Q is getting bodied. That's my prediction. <clears throat> um, Q is gonna get a body. You know, somebody's gonna die again next week. Yeah, <laughs> um, as yeah, yeah as, as always. Well, I don't have a prediction, uh, but what I will say is we spoke a little bit about the Jason Missick character. And so his uh, the actor's name is Mike DuPont, and Mike DuPont will be here with us in two weeks. Oh, yeah. On Monday, September in 30th. In the building, September 30th, y'all. Mm-hmm. So we, we have some questions for him, and uh should be pretty exciting because there's something about his character that, you know, I think Ghost is going to kill him. It's just a matter of when. Also, too, watching him as an, as an actor, he's gotten real comfortable with the character, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can start to see his swag and his in his uh, performance. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to having him in the studio. Absolutely. So we've had a great time. Let everyone know where you guys can be found on social media. Hey, it's your man, Jimmy V. You can find me at the Jimmy V. And shout out to Avery for joining us this episode. Thanks, Avery. Hope the kidney's better. You can follow <laughs> me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. Hit me up, share your thoughts. And uh, maybe we'll feature you next week. Yes, and I'm Bam Erickson. You can follow me on our social media at Bam Erickson. We want to thank our special guest, Avery Mason, who plays the role of Black Grimace. And thank you to all the people in... Thank you to all the people in the chat room. You know, we're looking, and it's just like, look at all these comments. It's, That's it's love crazy. right there. That's love right there. You guys there. are growing out. D-Love, shout out to you. Oh, yeah. Track. 
Eric, everybody, Angelwood. Thank yes. you guys for checking us out. We'll see you next week. Yes, thank you guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.